the thing that you asked me to watch. Yes, the first so homework I think we can assignment. Start here. Yeah. Um, yes. which I mean like on the Oscar list, so Sure. You were going to get to it, but maybe not yeah. this weekend. Um and it, it definitely had the chance of being uh, one of the ones that I, you know, they were like four days away and I was like, oh, oh I guess I'm not. Got to fight. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I watched Empire of Light. As did I. Yes. Because it was yeah. on Max. HBO Max. Yeah. It came out on HBO Max uh, last week, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you where do you stand on this movie? Oh, boy. Um, well, first, I want to say. That this movie did not get good critical reception out of yeah. Cannes or where, wherever, so that already yeah. had had my head in a specific spot. Mm-hmm. Um, coming out of this movie, I didn't think it was quite as bad as everyone was saying that it was, but yeah. I had a really hard time making sense of why this movie was made, I guess. That's mm-hmm. kind of where I landed on it, was just a lot of big themes and ideas that just seemed to be floating around, not yeah. really connected. And I, at the end, I was like, not really sure what the point of the movie really was. Um, yeah. What was your feeling on that? So I had a similar kind of thing. I was like, this movie doesn't know what story it wants to be telling. Yeah. It doesn't know if it wants to be talking about the magic of movies or mental health or racism like race relations in yeah. 80s England yeah or the um, patriarchy or like or the any patriarchy number of things. or all this kind of yeah um and at, like as such it keeps going to these different things and I'm like okay like it, it got to the point where it's like okay we're gonna talk about this theme now and then we're gonna go to the next scene we're gonna talk about this theme yeah gonna, and like it's very Sam Mendes sure very very much so like I think even in relation to the themes and the like soundtrack and the look and the performance and all that kind of stuff, like across the board, like it's very much uh, uh, his type of movie that just doesn't really connect. I, I, yeah, I take a little bit of an issue at the end with, I don't think this is really a spoiler, but like sure movies being like a pathway to mental health. Right. There's like that theme that goes there and I'm like, that actually seems really dangerous. Definitely. So, uh, her yeah. her character her main character has a mental illness yes um and as part of it she basically becomes she doesn't go and watch the movies in the theater and we're talking mm-hmm. about olivia coleman yes i'm not being specific <laughs> um she olivia coleman's character has like a mental illness and it's suggested to her to like go watch movies because part of the rules are she's not allowed to watch the movies so she never goes in mm-hmm. and they're like be a rebel go watch the movies like surround yourself with people like and I get that theme in terms of like the majesty and the magic of movies, mm-hmm. but that's really dangerous for someone with like a you know mental illness. Yeah, like a severe one too that can yeah. be triggered by certain things. That has like a hard yeah and a hard time really establishing in reality. Like yeah, so yes, that's like a really minor part that I just harped on for like two minutes, but. Um, well, I was gonna say it's minor, but the movie at a certain point just completely only is talking about that so it's minor until it's major and then it goes away again and you're like so what exactly was i to be taking away from this sequence and it wasn't really explicit not that i need a movie to handhold me but i would like intention and i don't feel like there was a lot with some of the themes because 
yeah, that that just kind of threw me for a loop when it happened. I was like, okay, interesting, but what are you saying about this exactly? Because yeah. it's I mixed the, in. <laughs> I think the main theme it was going for just at the end of the day was like life goes on. Yeah. Because it's all about like, oh, this and then that changed 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 and then we're still here. We like, just kept going. Yeah. Right. Um, which is like interesting, but like not successful in the way it was portrayed. So, yeah, exactly. I, like it, I didn't not enjoy it. Um, Olivia yeah. Coleman like is a powerhouse. Of course. Like, I don't know how she does the range of that character so well. Um, Unreal. Yeah. Michael uh, Ward, too, holding his own between her and Colin Firth. You're like, yeah. dude, we're talking two ma- major, major players here. Yeah. Um, and doing pretty well. You know, I thought he was yeah. good. It just didn't have that much to do, even though the movie sort of centered him in a way. Um, and the other thing is just, like, you have Sam Mendes, who I think is really, really... Like, 70% of the time, he's really good. You have Roger Deakins shooting this yep. movie, one of the most decorated cinematographers of well, all Well, and, like, right in line with Deakins' style. Like, it 100%. doesn't get more Deakins than this. Right. And and then you have Trent Atticus doing the score. I'm like, all of this makes sense, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, And then it just didn't really It just doesn't quite land. <laughs> land, yeah. Very weird. Toby Very Jones strange. in there, too. I don't know why Toby Jones, the projectionist, was in there. Yeah, that seemed like a powerhouse actor that was never really given anything to do. (laughs) Not until that one scene where he's sitting on the steps. But even then, he's not really doing much. You're just like, okay, yeah, another weird factoid. Um, Yeah, very weird. Definitely glad I watched it, you know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Might not return. (laughs) I don't think it'll uh, I don't think it'll win best cinematography. No way. It is beautiful, but like it is beautiful in the way that everything that Roger Deakins is beautiful. (laughs) Exactly. Not really going anywhere with that. Yeah. Um, I watched a really, really tiny film directed by Moorhead and Benson, who I think Mm -hmm. I've talked about before on this pod. But for those of you who aren't really into the indie sci-fi scene, they most recently did the Moon Knight series for Marvel, Mm -hmm. which you can see their sensibilities sprinkled throughout there. But their whole jam is their writer-director duo, writer-director-actor duo, who make these really heady, high-concept low budget sci-fi movies which i really enjoy i think i've seen almost all of them they made synchronic with anthony mackie they made um the endless which is this kind of cult film which is really really interesting and then i checked Mm -hmm. this one out that they made last year called something in the dirt which is right in line with their uh filmmaking style and what they like to do with their storytelling Mm -hmm. And it's pretty good, man. I I really love these like indie filmmakers who just come out of nowhere yeah. and surprise you with raw talent like this. Because like I said, they do the writing, the directing, and the acting. They're the star of all their movies. And it's really, really unique also because the way that they write stories, they're these massive concepts but they're yeah. not, they, they have nothing to do with those concepts. Very... It's, it's character study. Yeah. And um, this movie is about two guys who discover a some kind of a phenomenon happening in one of their apartments and decide to make a documentary out of it. So it's kind of found footage, but not really. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing the trailer for this. Yeah. Yeah. It actually played in a couple theaters, which was cool. Um, it's a very existential movie. And again, as you get further into the film, you realize it's 
more about human nature and the hoops that we will jump through to make sense of things that don't make sense and coincidences yeah. and phenomenon and wanting your life to be more extraordinary than it actually is when most people just live their lives mundanely and go go throughout it so i mean it's it's a pretty good it's not like a five star movie it's a solid three and a half star movie sure. um but i just love these guys man i'm like do, make the weird stuff like don't don't yeah. let anybody have a look at that draft and just send it to the just send it to the press it. um so if you're looking for something relatively short i think it's like an hour 40 uh something in the dirt is a really really interesting sci-fi uh low budget indie film so highly recommend um morehead and benson very they got screwed on moon night they really uh <laughs> yeah something happened there man i don't know it was the mingle the the uh uh putting the f too many fingers in there i think yeah in the <laughs> although i mean moon night wasn't terrible you know it wasn't but it didn't it, it again didn't land then. it didn't land it yeah, yeah i was just like yep. um which like you know yeah, they're basically just crashing planes into a mountain now and I know. landing them. So we'll um, see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I watched Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Fire. Yeah, baby, Ewan McGregor. <laughs> um, Ewan McGregor. Uh, meaning that Puss in Boots: The Last Wish is the last animated film from this category that I from the animated category that I have this year. So me too, me too. I wonder when that's hitting VOD. Honestly, it's out. You can watch. Oh, it. is it? Ooh, yeah, right. yeah. I I have been. I I'm trying to wait to watch uh that one with Jess for some reason. Okay, um, fair enough. But um, Pinocchio is the one we're talking about, not Puss in Boots. Yes, not Puss in um, Boots. This movie is gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely next level, like incredible. Like I don't know how he. I mean, I do, but like, well, I it's don't. It's Del Toro. <laughs> Yeah, it's Del Toro. Like that's what I mean by like I do. It's him. He's yeah. that's how he does his stuff. But um, it, amazing to the level that like you forget that you're watching claymation. Yes. Um, yeah. I like I don't even know what to like what to say about it other than just like absolutely gorgeous. Like, yeah. um, I enjoyed the fact that it like varied away from like the actual Pinocchio or the classic Pinocchio story. Yes. Um, and made some changes and like, you know, was set in pre-World War, uh, what? Italy. Austria, Germany, Italy. Yeah. Yeah. So like, hey, let's rub a little Mussolini into the uh, Pinocchio story. Yes. And, and he's not afraid to like tell you this is the time period and this is what's happening. Yeah. Which it's is one of those things that makes me want to like revisit the classic Pinocchio. Be like, is this does this have like Mussolini overtones through the whole thing? I, yeah. I genuinely I don't, don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, really interesting, like really, like I want to say dark, but it's like not as dark as parts of the original animated Pinocchio. Definitely. You know, but like it ends in a way darker note. It does. Um, but also not really. It's like, it feels darker to me, but I'm like, I don't think it really is. Um, sure. Well, Pinocchio is dark already, yeah. but you don't think about yeah. it because it's kind of got this gloss over it. And this... It does have that gloss, but Del Toro, like his fable folklore stuff, he's not afraid to get like scare more spooky with stuff. Yeah, with his tone, and it, he definitely utilizes this here. Yeah, I think maybe what I'm trying to articulate is the darkness is more adult than yeah, like the Disney thing. You know, I'm like Geppetto becomes an alcoholic and mm -hmm. like drunkenly makes Pinocchio out of spite, like mm -hmm. after chopping down the tree that represents his 
I guess spoilers, but like <laughs> he makes Pinocchio and in, in yeah, yeah. Pinocchio. Um, right. Yeah, man. Just like so I think it's it's not necessarily that it's darker than the animated version, but it's it's got darker adult themes like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. And the, the I love the character design of Pinocchio. It's not what you'd think, but it's yeah. just amazing. It like makes you feel it almost reminds me of like a little bird kind of. And he yeah. just this like sense of wonder, this childlike wonder. It just is great. And uh, yeah, yeah, I can't and believe dude, they shot this <laughs> with, with a 5D. <laughs> I know I was watching the uh, the review of the MOPA exhibit today. Um, Unreal. <laughs> crazy. Um the only thing I'll say, so we were talking about the Oscar race. I think visually this is going to be the best. I mm-hmm. think Marcel is a better story. I, yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. it's like a weird thing because I'm actually into this now. I'm like, what are you going to be rewarding? Yes. Dear Academy. Are you rewarding just like visual insanity? Right. That is Pinocchio. Or are you rewarding storytelling and visual insanity? And visually, well, yeah, I, yeah, it's not like, uh, yeah, it's not like Marcel is a Pixar movie, but right, you know, yeah, I'm curious. There's a real, there's a real, there's actually a race here to be had, and I don't yeah. usually care that much about the animated because it's usually Pixar and nothing else. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, and it's weird. I mean, like, it could just go to Turning Red. It it could. That's you know, in the cards. Like they could they could just be like, oh yeah, the Pixar one, check. Yep. You know, done. Which done deal. I think would be a. Uh, a bigger travesty this year than previous. Absolutely. Um, I don't know why I'm so invested into the animated category this year. It's crazy. Because they have good freaking movies. I am, Watch yeah. Puss in Boots yeah. be like game-changingly good. Well, have you... I like. I watched, People rewatched the trailer for it. I rewatched the trailer for it. There is some unique animation styles going on in there. There's like Very more much. than meets the eye. Um, hashtag Transformers reference. Yes. Uh, but in that same vein... If I can continue talking for a minute, keep here. on going. Um, Go. I finally did it, Josh. Did you? I went and saw Avatar. You did. I saw Avatar in the theaters, literally, pretty much at the last possible moment. Yeah. <laughs> like I was looking at the schedule, and I was like, "Okay, I can go." I, so I went last Saturday, and I was like, "All right, I can't go tomorrow because it's the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I can't go on Monday because we record the podcast on Monday. What's up?" Uh. I can't go on Tuesday because Tuesday's Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, maybe, or Thursday, maybe. And I looked, and on Thursday, it was, like, only available to watch in 2D. Oh, oh And I'm like, God. so, like, Wednesday, thir- and I'm like, I'm not risking Wednesday. You know, I'm not waiting to the absolute last second because right. like, something could happen. Because you know? who knows? Um, yeah. So you forced so, your own like, hand. I, yeah, I kind of was like, well, <laughs> it's going to be now or it's going to be now or when it's re-released. Uh, for Avatar three, for Avatar and I'm three, like, I gotta do it. Yeah. Um, oh. Holy shit, this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's so long. It's super long. <laughs> I but I was into it through like ninety percent. Yeah. I would say there were like a couple things where I was like, okay, James Cameron, like we get it, <laughs> we get oh. your your water technology is amazing, like. Sequences you know. where where characters are just discovering things probably make up at least forty minutes of this, yeah. which looks amazing, 
but my god you could have chopped a lot of this movie out and yeah been okay. there's like a whole yeah there's yeah like you said this is about 40 minutes where it's like we're not really progressing the story right but it's damn beautiful but um, it looks real nice incredibly incredibly well done cg i mean i obviously i'm preaching to the choir here but um actual legitimate character development too mm-hmm. like i don't know what i expected like i don't <laughs> Maybe I would have been more in tune with it if I had rewatched Avatar beforehand, mm. the first one. Sure. Um, but like, I think the last time I saw Avatar was when it came out. Like, I don't think I've seen yeah. it since then. Yeah. Um, so I had a vague recollection. Um, and there were a couple times where I was like, is this something I'm supposed to remember from the first one? Mm. Um, but man, it's just like gorgeous. It kind of takes over. It takes you over. It's kind of yeah. like you have no you have no choice but to be like, wow, this is really yeah. something. Um, and I don't it, think the story itself, it's not breaking new ground. And I'll be honest, I have issues with a couple of the characters and the dialogue is just quintessential James Cameron. Like yeah. you could guess what people are going to say in certain moments, but the fact that it was so old school and so like, I don't need to think about this afterwards yeah, was what I appreciated. I was like, no baggage, no homework, no, we yeah. got to just dissect this for 10 years afterwards. Just let it go. Like that's yeah. old school action, man. We don't have that often these days. <laughs> it's real true. And I mean, it's it's similar kind of thing that we got with Top Gun Maverick where it's like, yes. oh, here's like not just the same old thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to set aside in one episode sometime. I want to talk about 60 frames per second. Oh, so you saw it in high frame rate. I did see it in high frame rate. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I I was endlessly distracted by it. So I wanted the either the whole movie to be in 60 frames or none mm-hmm. of the movie to be in 60 frames. Yeah. Because I eventually was Is it, like, does it switch? That's like Oh yeah, it switches like oh. multiple times. Oh, interesting. Because there were definitely part I didn't know that. I thought it was just all in, in 60 no, frames. And no. there I there were times that I was like Okay, so it's like not so bad right now. Like I can deal with this. Okay, yeah. and then they go into the thing, and I'd be like, <sighs> "Yeah, I know." I I, I really want to do an in depth like discussion of it because mm. I think it looks ridiculous, mm. but like I'm willing to be convinced. You know what I mean? I'm like, if you can like, and I'm not putting this onto you of like, well, <laughs> you know, sure, you know I mean? convince. But like, you. if there's a legitimate argument of like, yeah, this is like why this is better perceived and you're just like adapting to it like because it's not common yeah you know but this is gonna be better in the long run like i'm willing to be convinced of that yeah but i don't think i will be yeah i don't think better in the long run and we'll do an ep- we'll do a segment about this yeah. i don't think that's the case i think that it for certain things it works really well and any of the shots where you know we'll get into it on in a later date it's yeah it's a conversation because the first time I saw it, I was kind of on your side where I was like, I'm cause I really didn't like high frame rate, the Hobbit. I didn't, I thought mm-hmm. that stuff was just like, it just didn't look right, but I wanted those extra frames for some of it. I was like, I need those frames for the underwater sequences and some of the stuff where I just didn't need the motion blur. You know, I don't know. There's something. Yeah. There's something I, there. For me, every time it came on, I guess you were just—it like, just screamed 60 frames per second. And yeah. I went, oh, we've gone to we're oh yeah. look, 60 frames per second. You know. Yeah. Um. 
So I don't know. We'll, I'm we'll cur- get into yeah, it. We we'll get into it. I want <laughs> like I want to like talk about it now. But I this know. Is tuned in. So right. Um, right. So yeah, um, finally, I checked off the longest one on my Oscar list. So it's let's all downhill. Go! Here. It's all downhill from here. That's right. You don't have to watch Babylon now because it's not nominated for anything. Oh no, that's not true. It's nominated. Yeah, no, for no, score. no. You still have to watch Babylon. Yeah. So what is Babylon? One minute shorter, I think. Uh, yeah. It's still. <laughs> let me have this, Josh. God. <laughs> oh, I think you're gonna enjoy Babylon more. Um, yeah. And then uh, there's uh, Bardo. All quiet on the Western Front and Bardo. <laughs> Yeah, Bardo is a slog, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the last movie I'm going to talk about today uh, is a movie that I also saw in a theater. Um, and it happened to just be a movie that on a whim, I was like, after work, you know what, I want to go see something. And so I checked out the new movie uh, called Missing, which is oh, yeah. a spiritual successor, not a direct sequel, but a somewhat of a sequel to Searching. Same kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah, the John Cho movie. Um very much a similar film. This one stars Storm Reed as the tit- as the character uh, that were fought like a protagonist. I couldn't think of the word protagonist, but <laughs> yeah. uh, um, who is essentially conducting a like an investigation of the disappearance of her mom after her mm-hmm. mother and her boyfriend go off on a trip and they don't return when they're supposed to. And it's another film that is told through somebody's laptop screen and. In a lot of ways, people can call this gimmicky, but it is so well made that Mm. it never feels like it's fake. Like, this feels like 100% could have taken place on someone's computer screen. And a lot of that has to do with Storm Reid being the um, lead in this, because she sells it. She She is a bratty teenager in this movie who basically turns into her own private eye. Um And I really enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed searching, and this is very much a similar thing. It is insanely clever, thrilling all the way to the end. I literally, halfway through, I was like, if something better happens in my life, literally, I'm like, I I might just leave because this was on a whim. I just kind of walked into the theater. Yeah. I couldn't leave. I was like, I I have to see what happens all the way to the very end. And I'm glad that I did because it definitely pays off. Um it's really well made. The editing is next level good, obviously, because the whole thing is essentially, in a way, CGI. Um, yeah. It's rigorous. The, the script is really good. It never feels like it's trying to like pander to the audience, being like, oh, you know this? Like, wink, wink, look at this thing that you can do on your Mac. It's like, no, it feels like they consulted a teenager as to how they would be using their MacBook. It it's sure. really is like that. Um, and it's clever. And I'm like, you could make these forever make make one every couple years and update the technology to where they are at that point because at this point they are very much there like you have apple watches being utilized you have uber and you have um like doordash and stuff being utilized in interesting ways and um i don't know man it's a really good like for an hour 40 minute thriller if you're looking i've been wanting to see this one yeah it's really, I also I've never seen yeah. Searching either. That's been on my list for the longest time. I would watch Searching first because there are things that tie into sure. Missing from Searching. Um, but man, good stuff. I it's 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 hard to like recommend stuff like this because people can look at it and just say this is gimmicky. I don't. Yeah. Think it well, is. it's interesting because <laughs> it's one of those things that like has the potential to be very film schooly. Right. Of like, let me like, ooh, we're going to do this and we'll tell it this story this way because it like will be budget conscious and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But like to commit to it and actually like do a legitimate version of it 
is impressive. Um, it is impressive, um, and it f- it seamlessly integrates in, and it doesn't feel like anything's is it all tripping up. Like a screen, or is it like in a, a room? It's all a screen, but it's multiple screens. Sometimes it goes to her phone. Sometimes it mm-hmm. goes to her Apple Watch. Sometimes it's just her laptop screen. Um, but they do it so cleverly, utilizing ring doorbells and FaceTime and. It's just real. It's just real. Like yeah. I've used my laptop like this. It like it just felt so Just a commentary so on our connections. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing. I'm like, it's kind of shocking how I didn't have issues making sense of five different screens on the screen. Like, yeah. It's kind of shocking how we can make sense of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, check out Missing. Solid film. Solid. Solid. <laughs>